Yeah. So how was your day, Spencer? Anything, Fantastic. Anything fun? Anything uh, noteworthy that you'd like to speak of to the people? No. Okay. That's entertaining. <laughs> that's that's great. So, uh, yeah, great. All right then. I thought you were gonna read your your opening thing. We gotta have a little ramble first. Do we? I don't know. Do we? I thought that's why I was asking you about your gardening. What about the gardening? I just want to know how it's going. Like, has anything right. like interesting sprouted? Like, what do you like? What's zucchini? Your... Oh, so are you, what are you gonna make with the zucchini? Anything fun? I fucking hate you. All right, guys. Tomatoes uh, are nice and big. Yeah, shut up. Uh, welcome back to uh, another Those Movie Dudes podcast. You may notice that this is coming out on a Monday, right? I think. That's um, weird. That's a little different, right? Because usually we come out on Friday for the free viewers that we have across the country. I did notice, by the way, we hey, have somebody. Hey, hey, at least, at least like six. I d- you know what I did notice? I looked at the analytics, and we do have somebody in the Netherlands, so... Unless that's, that's a fake account created by you, me, or Nate, then that's somewhat exciting. So hopefully you're enjoying the content, if you can understand us. Funny enough... You think one of us actually created a fake account with a VPN <laughs> that puts us in the Netherlands just so we could have that statistic on our site? I think that's a little far-fetched. I don't, I don't really buy into that. I feel like but you have I mean, a lot of time on your hands, and you might do that. I mean, certainly have a lot more time on my hands due to the fantastic pandemic that's happening across the world right now. But uh, it, you know. no, I, I don't have time to, to go that far. But it's an interesting theory, but I, I reject it. But anyway, we're going to kind of start off with a little new segment here. This week we have me and Spencer. Uh, Nate decided Hi. not to join us, but that's okay. Uh, Spencer, you might know from our other podcast, Those Movie Dudes. So typically we watch you know, three acclaimed films, right? All three of us pick three acclaimed films. We talk about them and... That's pretty much the podcast. But this time, we're going to be watching some mainstream films. Stuff that comes out in theaters, although we don't have movie theaters currently. We're going to be watching stuff that comes out on demand or possibly on streaming sites. We're going to pick two movies, one or two movies potentially, and talk about them. And I am also known as Mainstream Boy, so that's what we decided to name the podcast. Although you're launching this show uh, in the worst time to launch a show that's like this, because there are no movies. Here's, here's the thing, though, that are like, coming out. It's slim picking. It is, unfortunately. Like, but we're not. I, I am not going to sit here with you next week and do the kissing booth too. Like, I'm not going to do that. Why? I so, wanted to fucking do that. <laughs> I'm not going to. I've I saw that it comes out next Friday, and that's the only like new release movie that's coming out for the rest of July. So I'm like. I, I literally said this is a weekly loud. podcast. I am not going to watch this. This is a weekly podcast. So all right, well, you are gonna. And if it's if it's not the kissing boot two, we're gonna go back and watch something mainstream that we haven't seen in a long time, and we're gonna see if it holds up. Well, we'll see. Don't push my buttons too far now, but we'll see how uh, the, we'll see if we can it. make it through the next thirty minutes. You know, for for those of you who are used to kind of classic black and white bullshit, uh, this is not that. So we're gonna be talking oh. about again mainstream films like Bumblebee. So. If the movie has Haley Steinfeld in it, we're probably going to talk about it. But however, this week we have two movies, one of which came out on demand, so you can buy that on Apple TV, YouTube, you know, wherever you buy your films. And we also got one on Apple TV Plus, which if you bought an Apple product in the last year or so, you have that for free, which I bought several. So we have Relic, a 2020 film was the first movie we watched, which is a horror movie. Spencer, you know anything about this one? Oh yeah, I watched it. So okay. I know I know everything about it. Fantastic. Uh did you know anything going in that kind of got you excited for the film? 
I knew that it was a slow burn horror film, and it had some positive reviews, especially from the critics. I believe it had like a 93% or so of Rotten Tomatoes. Close. Uh, And it was being compared to Hereditary, and I loved Hereditary. I'd seen it so many times, (sighs) and so I was like, okay, I'll go in with an open mind. So, uh, yeah, that's all I really knew about Relic, and, and then I watched it. For me, it just seems like one of those films that the critics got paid off or something. I don't know if that gives away my opinion on the film, but a 91 overall rating and then the split between the audience, which is at a 46%. So I really didn't know where I was going to lie personally. Like if it was like Hereditary, maybe I'd lie more toward the critical response. But basically the movie follows a daughter, a mother, and a grandmother who are haunted. I've always had trouble with that word. Did I say that right? Haunted? I don't know. It's a little interesting. A little, a lot of haunted. emphasis on the haunt part of it. But yeah. What? Okay, I don't really want to get into that right now, but haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes the family's home. I guess that's kind of what it's about. It seems very vague. It is what it's about. That's yeah, what they it's say vague. it's about. It's not giving away a lot, but the movie itself is very vague. What a weird movie. Um, critically, you know, 91%, so it's not bad. It says that uh, Relic ratchets up its slowly building tension in an expertly crafted atmosphere of dread, adding up to an outstanding feature debut for director-co-writer Natalie Erica James. Again, I think the critics are getting paid off to say that, but Natalie Erica James... I don't, they definitely are <laughs> not being paid off to say that. I, I think this movie just appeals to more of the critics out there because it's a very slow burn movie with some really good performances and i feel like critics like if they see a movie with a really really good performance they're gonna give it a, like a they're i don't know more keen to give it a positive review and i think emily motomore and the, the girl who played or the, sorry, the, the woman that played the the grandmother mm-hmm. she was incredible in this movie i don't know what exactly she's been in Rob, she oh, was uh yeah, robin nevin okay yeah she's in the uh, 1978 version of the irishman so I've never heard of that. that yeah, that's not Martin Scorsese. So it's not. No, I just no wanted to make note of that. But yeah, I don't know. This one was just to me. This I knew that this was going to be a slow burn movie, but it was just painfully slow to the point where it's like, I don't know what they were trying. Like they were just they were trying to expand <laughs> on this concept so much, but there there just wasn't enough of like the horror sandbox that the movie kind of sets up and promises like the opening scene with the grandma getting out of the bath yeah yeah water running through the house and there was some like black shadowy creature that was kind of like hiding in the the shadows in the corner of the rooms and i'm like okay this seems kind of interesting but then nothing else happens until the last 25 minutes yeah exactly man the first i and i I looked at the timestamp because the first hour or so basically nothing noteworthy does happen it does kind of set you up with some creepy scenes and imagery but overall in terms of the story itself like there's no overall arc happening it's just it's mainly just like okay grandma's gonna screw loose she's a little off but like you know what she's old she's she has dementia like she's gonna do this like it's fine but it's like no she's clearly like something is not right like this is like look into this a little bit stronger and it wasn't until the very end that it starts to kind of uh explore those concepts that they were trying to set up which I don't know. It was interesting. I I understood what they were going for with the ending, mm-hmm. and it was it was cool, but it just didn't work overall. It just seemed like opinion. the ending, like so much weird shit was happening that wasn't really warranted by the first hour and twenty minutes of the film. Like nothing led to that particular scene for me. It was just a regular like weird things were happening with the mom who seemed possessed, and then all of a sudden this 
like something I personally have not seen in a horror movie before did happen. So that's kind of interesting. What was that though? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but the very pretty basically the very last scene when they sort of reveal what's okay. underneath, I guess, you know. But then again, and this isn't really a spoiler, it's to another movie. Under the skin, it was exactly the same kind of thing like that. Scarlett uh, Johansson one. I guess. It was the same almost yeah. look too. But um it was interesting yeah. that they chose to portray dementia like that, though, like a demon that possesses your soul and slowly kills and rots you away. And it was interesting that they explored mm. explored dementia in that in that concept. But is that what yeah. this film did? So yeah, I, that's what it was. So this whole thing was kind of a a metaphor for dementia. Yes, a horrific like that, look at it. That black demonic creature that is underneath the grandmother's skin. That mm-hmm. that's the the dementia basically eating the grandmother away and causing her to do all these like crazy weird things, but they decided hmm. to take that and make it a horror film and make it l- kind of like jump scary and uh, demonic and that's what didn't work with me because like once it's all said and done, it's not really scary anymore. It's kind of just like oh shit, that's really deep. When you but realize what's really happening approach it as a full-on horror film so that's why i was like it just it just didn't work is what i'm trying to say it just it, it wasn't scary to me kind of really at all and uh it's anchored with some really good performances and i think the atmosphere is really really uh creepy uh i was kind of surprised that this was the director's feature debut because she definitely knows how to shoot a movie yeah. uh, and make it look really good uh so i think that as a debut film uh for this woman i think she did a great job uh in terms of that aspect but i just the story itself i got what they're going for they're trying to go for some deeper elements to it it just didn't work for me interesting because i you know reading the synopsis now it kind of makes sense but i didn't really see it as like dementia taking over her life for me personally because they they really try to throw you off with these weird typical possession theme or scenes where the one where she's just eating family photographs which i guess you could look at that as like she's forgetting about her past this is (laughs) you know what i mean i guess full-fledged spoilers for the next like 90 seconds real quick but the movie yeah it's all about dementia because the uh, grandmother's father who was in the cabin and she remember the grandmother rebuilt the house on top of that cabin uh the the grandfather or his her father died of the same thing dementia he just rotted away and they found mm-hmm. the body because remember she was dreaming about finding the, the black corpse do, on, yeah. next to the bed many times and it was just over. a cabin it was a picture book and two it was a drawing of that and then they rebuilt this house on top of that cabin and i guess left all these like secret like rooms and, and all that stuff like, like a labyrinth inside of the house that kind of is just a metaphor for dementia. It's like, I don't know what, what is where. It's all cluttered. Like, it's just like nothing makes sense. And then mm. the very, very last shot when they're all laying in bed and the daughter's behind the mother, she has a little black spot on her back, meaning that she's going to die of the same fate. She's going to rot and all of her skin's going to fall off and this demonic creature is now oh my God, part of the bro. family. Yeah. So it's all hereditary. Get it? Like, they must have been like... like <laughs> Yeah, that's what they're going for. I guess what this movie was trying to do, and uh, in a way, yeah, yeah in a way, but yeah. I, yeah, and now that I really think about it, because I, I, I don't think I personally wrap my head around that entire concept, and it's no wonder that the critics liked it so much because the audience is not going to wrap their head around what you just said. They're just not. Yeah, M- more well, no, I, I, on a mainstream I, I didn't boy pick movie. Up on it right away. <laughs> it it yeah. took me a minute, and to, I don't know. I got 
it's yeah, it took me a while to kind of like figure it out, and I read a couple of things online about it and what some other people were saying, and mm-hmm. it made sense as I was going on. But watching it, I mean, maybe a rewatch would help, but yeah. I think a rewatch would really help knowing what this movie actually is. It's just, if you think of dementia, I guess this is a dreamlike state of like the most horrific sort of experience of dementia. I don't really know. It's it's a very interesting take on it, and I don't really think it works, but it's definitely unique. Um, it was shot well. The acting was was really well done as well. But it's it's definitely just not for everybody. I'm not surprised at the audience rating. Um, I really didn't like this movie all that much, even with sort of more information behind what they were doing. It's just it could have been better for me personally, I guess, or just do yeah. a different movie about dementia. <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna grade it. Uh, but relic. I was, I don't know, I was, it was a little overhyped just because of the week leading up to its drop on demand. Everyone was like, oh my god, this is like hereditary level horror. This is, yeah, calm the like, fuck it down. elevates the genre. I know, it's all this overhyped film Twitter bullshit that I sometimes get myself into and get overexcited. And I shouldn't do that. I should just kind of go in a little more open minded and blinded. But I didn't hate watching it, but it just definitely did not work for me in the very end. It's been a couple of days since I've seen it, and it still hasn't really sat well. I think it has some good performances, and uh, it's got a creepy atmosphere. But overall, it just kind of a mess. So I'm going to go two and a half out of five because I definitely can respect it. And I I think that it's well made and shot. Um, It just did not resonate with me too, too well. But two and a half out of five for me. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think that uh, for this being one of, I mean, basically the feature debut for this director, you know, she did an overall good job. You know, maybe she had this idea in her head and it just didn't transfer to screen as well as she might have thought. You know, it was an interesting take on this concept, but I think it could have just been a different movie in my opinion. Just focus on something else. The acting was was good. The cinematography was good. You got... um. Emily Mortimer, who's Holly Schiffwell from Cars 2, so that's exciting. Kind of just, you know, coming back into into feature films. But, yeah. I, I think I kind of have to give it a little bit lower, personally. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. It just... I personally wouldn't recommend it to the mainstream audience, this being mainstream boy. If you're into kind of just weirder films that kind of have to make you think a little bit, sure, maybe check this one out. But other than that, I probably wouldn't. But we had two films this week, and I guess I'm the only one who saw this one, Greyhound. I did that, not watch it. No. Yeah, that's uh, it's too bad. It's it's definitely a fun movie, but Greyhound came out on Apple TV+, Plus, has Tom Hanks in it. So, you know, that's that's already enough for me to kind of check out this movie. has Tom Hanks and, what's her name? Uh, I wrote it down. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. Shue. So, do you know any movies noteworthy that Elizabeth Shue has been in? Are you fucking joking? Leaving Las Vegas, dude. Okay. She like carried that movie. She was really great in that movie. I was looking at the I IMDb. I guess that I just it's definitely a Nicolas Cage show. But I mean, he did win uh, Best Actor. She for did it. a great job in that movie. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth Shue. Is she what uh, Tom Hanks's love interest in this movie? Well, kind of, but like you just see her in the opening scene and then flashbacks because basically the whole movie takes place on the uh, the battleship. So. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I know about Greyhound is that it was going to come out in the theaters mid-July or so, or maybe even back in May, before, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, uh, BC, before Corona. And then, uh, <laughs> next thing you know, it got I'm delayed, and then Apple TV Plus uh, was like, hey, we need some original content for our site. Greyhound, can we release it? Sure. But I heard that this movie was really meant to be seen in theaters. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, so per, my dad was watching agree? it. 
No, absolutely, because the sound design and some of the scenes, I mean, basically the whole movie, it's an hour and 26 minutes. It's intense from basically minute 10 to the finish. Like, it is just... It's so short for a war film. It, and that's what I was thinking, dude. But I saw the time, the timestamp. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's it. But you are really on the edge of your seat for the whole movie, and that's that's kind of the best part about it. And that's why I don't know if you really need to see this in theaters. If you have a good uh, kind of home theater system at home, it's fine. But because of the length, I don't think you need to go out of your way to see this in a theater, which you can. I feel so. like the average person <laughs> doesn't really have a like a full like director approved home theater <laughs> like. Uh, home system because like with the whole tenant thing it's like i feel like christopher nolan has to like accept applications of, of and again review your home theater entertainment system for him to release it online or something because yeah, it's like that's supposed to come out in like fucking two three weeks isn't it it's supposed to be in theaters it's supposed to be the like grand return to theaters is his movie but i mean that's i think it's Jesus. still like on the line is this is this just non-stop naval warfare is there any like character development is there any like so can you latch onto the characters or not because that's what i've heard a this little movie bit lacks. A l- well there, there's some scenes that you do care for these characters i mean it really focused on tom hanks this is his first sort of journey so but what he's doing he's a naval naval captain and he's on during World War II, and he's escorting convoy ships that have, like, supplies and stuff sure. across the Atlantic. Basically, there's no air cover because the planes don't have enough fuel to get to where they are. So there's a certain amount of time where they just have to protect these ships from U-boats. That's kind of what's happening. You know, you do get a little bit of a flashback, like he misses Elizabeth's shoe and stuff. Uh, she she gives him some slippers as a gift in the beginning of the film. Wow. And it's kind of cute because he's on his feet for three days straight and then his feet are bleeding. So he kind of just, you know, it goes back to these slippers. So does he put on the slippers or something? He puts on the slippers about, you know, halfway through the movie. And then, you know, then you see his feet are bleeding. So this movie is Tom Hanks fighting people in naval combat while wearing slippers. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sold. So if if you're into that... (laughs) That's but that's what I'm saying is that's like other than um, there's a character that is trying to give Tom Hanks food the whole time like he works in the galley, and Tom Hanks is just so busy that he doesn't eat the food. And do you mind if I do a quick spoiler? Ah, uh, sure, go for it. So this guy gets blown to smithereens. The guy who's trying to give Aww. him food, he's he fucking gets obliterated. There's a scene where Tom Hanks is like, uh, so you know what's uh, what's the status of the bodies, and then then one guy's like, they're all decimated. <laughs> so it's and that's probably the the second Saturday. That was played for comedy? No, 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 no. It was not played for comedy. Whatsoever. Oh, we just I, laughed though. So I, I laughed. That's why I didn't know. Oh. It was it is kind of upsetting. Uh but other than that, the character moments you get, that's pretty much it. And then the rest is just Tom Hanks being a captain and trying to kill you know, Germans on the ocean. So To be honest, I kind of am glad that this movie is just on Apple TV because if I wouldn't saw this in theaters from the sound of it, I got maybe it would just I would have been entertained for ninety minutes, like if I was drinking beers and stuff. But that's the thing; it's like right. I feel like I'd want to just like pound a couple of beers and watch this and just that's it. Watch naval destruction because it's but not. Yeah, like, do you really it shouldn't be in, like I don't think it should have been a ticket for this. No, definitely not. I don't think it's meant to it's be in so theaters. Interesting. Personally, I think this is perfect for Apple TV because there's just not enough story there. It's not Saving Private Ryan for fuck's sake. Like, it's there's just not enough there. It's just eye candy, I guess. Yeah, and, and you know, and the sound the sound design was great because I was, when my dad was watching it, it had the full you know five point one, and it it sounded great. 
in naval battles are cool. You don't, I don't think you see enough of those done well, at least. So, but for this director, kind of interesting. He has done one other movie back in 2009 called Get Low. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, with Bill Murray, Robert Duvall, and Sissy Spacek, 2009. 2009, yeah. So that's okay. That's his previous film, Aaron Schneider, by the way. And then he did this movie in 2020. And then he has an upcoming movie called Bum Rush with Bill Murray yet again. So going back to Bill Murray, who plays a stray dog and Anne Hathaway. What does that have to do with Greyhound? I'm just letting you know what this other director has done. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Can't wait for that. So if if you're into Bill Murray voicing a dog and Anne Hathaway Uh, making boots. I think I'm good. Okay. Well, I just wanted you to know that that's kind of what's going on in the mainstream world with this director in the future. And that, that there's really not much else to say about this movie. It, it's, it's a fun one. If you're into kind of just, you know, it, it's, it's meant to be streaming it personally. I really think it's meant to be watched online. Um, but it does have some really good effects. Tom Hanks is, you gotta love Tom Hanks. Yeah. I I'd probably give this three out of five just for the entertainment factor. It's not an amazing movie for what it is. I don't really see many faults with it. So, all right. Well, I can't tell you I'm, psyched or probably gonna check this one out pretty soon or if at all but uh, maybe maybe i'll get really bored and itching for a new movie that came out this year to watch but uh just just for the sake of putting it on your list i might just watch it that would be see that's the only like reason i feel like i have to watch this movie and even that these days doesn't get me excited to go and watch it yeah i feel you did i do it's July, and I think I've only seen 24, 25 movies. At this point, I'm usually in, like, the 50s or 60s. Oh, easily. If it's a normal year. I mean, I'm, like, because I've been keeping track for the last 10 years, but I think seven, seriously, and it, every time, it's always, like, 100-plus at the very end of the year. I have 16 one. films on my list. I just checked. Yeah. I'm, I forgot, yeah. like, <laughs> eight movies, so I was like, oh, shit, that came out. Yep, I forgot Scoob even came out, and I watched it, so I had to go through and oh, add no, that... them all back. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just a very, very sad year <laughs> in terms I'm, of movies and content, so. I'm personally way yeah. more excited to talk about the other one that came out on Hulu um, oh, yeah, in the main Springs. podcast. So, Palm Springs, I'm very excited to talk about that film. But yeah, yep. there's there's just not uh, a lot, unfortunately, and hopefully, you know, we yeah. can keep Mainstream Boy going down the road, and we can get some mainstream films, and we'll talk about, you know, Black Widow or Mulan or something like that. That's kind of what this podcast is meant for, but I wanted yeah, to get it off the ground. Definitely a weird time to launch it, but fuck it, why not? <laughs> yeah, we'll, so, we'll work out the kinks in the meantime. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the gist of Mainstream Boy. Next week we do have the Kissing Booth too, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I'll let you watch that. Let me know how it is. Kind of, oh, we'll do like what we just did with Greyhound. Yeah, great. Yeah. So I, basically, if we do present. that and you do not watch as the only film, I will be going through the entire movie with you, and we will go over every scene. That's totally fine because I'll just put down my headphones and just I don't know, do and I'll just else. talk to nobody. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you'll be talking to the audience, <laughs> and that's what's important. And oh my god, every couple Joey... of minutes I'll just go. Yeah. Okay. Joey King's cool. great though. Come on, she's she's a a new, an up and coming talent. How can you not be excited for that? I don't know. No promises. I'll, I have unfortunately seen the first one, but I don't think I can go back and go back into this world. So I might take a pass on that. I personally didn't hate it. I thought it was entertaining, but you know, I despise it. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me, Spencer. Hopefully next time we can get Nate involved. You know, but that's gonna do it for Mainstream Boy. Uh, make sure to check us out. On Instagram, at Those Movie Dudes, where we're going to be posting all of our content. If you haven't followed us, 
the fuck? I don't even know how you found the podcast if you haven't followed us, but go ahead and do that. Um, our main platform is podbean.com, so go check us out on there. Leave us a review, good or bad. I don't really care as long as you leave us a review and follow us and download all of our podcasts and listen to them from start to finish. That's that's great. So For sure. Cool. Anything you want to you wanna say, Spencer? Uh, I'll do a little tease just for the, the yeah. one person that is listening right now. Um, on every Wednesday, we might have a new segment called the Criterion Corner, where Nate and I will do a deep dive into a specific criterion. Uh, we'll go into the special feature supplements. We'll go into the movie itself. Uh, we'll give some fun facts, and it'll be kind of similar to what this show is, except we're just doing deep dives on physical media uh, with the emphasis on criterions. So the Criterion Corner every Wednesday. And I'll be happy to join you guys and kind of listen in and give my... No uh, way. Absolutely not. I won't be there. But that you know what? That's okay. okay. That's okay. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. If you're into mainstream films, check out Mainstream Boy. I think I think it's really... Uh, I think it could be fun months from now when we're all not dying of coronavirus. So 